Welcome to the Wildly Confident Podcast, where we discuss all the ways to help you get more confident, make more money, and get the results you want in your life stacked. I'm Katherine Weisner, your host. I'm a certified life coach through the Life Coach School and the creatrix of my own multi-million dollar business. Hello, welcome back for another week of the Wildly Confident Podcast. Today, we are doing a second podcast on boundaries, but this one has to do with boundaries with material things. Ooh, so good. The last time I chatted with y'all about boundaries was episode 12, and it was very focused on boundaries with other human beings. And now we are going to be chatting about boundaries with things because I have noticed that there's some really shitty boundaries with things that we humans have developed over the last, I'd say, I haven't been a lot like alive longer than 40 years, but I would say over the last 100 years, if I understand some of the information I've read on advertising science and the increase in consumerism. So please listen along because we are going to be helping you figure out where you end (laughs) and where things start things, material things all around us, right? A material thing is anything outside of you that is not quote unquote alive. Everything around us does come, was created by something in nature, right? Whether it be just some different compounds, particles coming together, or it actually is, you can you can see with your own eyes, it's straight from nature, like a plant. Even like a pen has different elements that come from the earth in it. Everything around us materially is also somehow derived from nature, created from humans that live in nature. And so it's, but at the same time, we wouldn't classify it as being quote unquote alive. It's not necessarily having an active conversation with us. And that's why these types of boundaries are a little bit different than the boundaries I talked about in episode 12. So if you're interested in learning about boundaries with humans, (laughs) things that talk back, (laughs) please go listen to episode 12 and listen to this episode because I think you're going to get a lot of value from it. My definition of a boundary is a boundary is the choice about what sort of behavior you want to be around. A boundary always comes from a place of love for yourself. And in this case, the other thing, right? The other material thing around you. And we talk about what sort of behavior you want to be around. We talk about what sort of behavior you want in yourself, And y'all know I'm a confidence coach primarily, and that's why this is really important because what I've noticed in clients and also in myself is the way that I've been marketed to over the years. Oh, it's just so insidious. Um, But I have deeply enmeshed material things into my own identity and worth. And it's just the way that we have been enculturated here in the United States and in other similar countries that you know, the things that you own, the things that you buy somehow mean something about who you are. And this is what I want you to start thinking about. Where do you have a boundary with this? Is the things you own, you know, do they mean anything about you as a person? Do they define you as a person? Now, consumerism would say, oh, yes, they totally do. You know, you buy these Nikes, you're going to be a great athlete. You're going to be really cool, right? You have this cell phone. You're like an Apple person, right? Like we we start to identify with with products and they start to almost get what I call like woven in to who we define ourselves as. 
or we try to get certain products or things in order to to become who we think we want to be. But anyone who's ever done those things know that, that they're pretty hollow and empty. Things are not here to make you, they're here as creature comforts, right? They're here as part of our sacred journey on this earth, which I'm so grateful for all the things I have, right? But they're not here to make me feel better about myself. They're not here to make me feel worthy because as you've heard me say before, you are infinitely worthy. You and lovable and perfect from the day you were born just the way you are. A baby isn't more lovable than a 15-year-old, than a 25-year-old, than a 40-year-old millionaire, right? A baby is worthy and lovable just as they are. They don't need to have any things in order to be worthy. But somewhere along the line, we've been sold a bill of goods where we start to believe that we have to have all these things to feel worthy and safe. Now, this is separate from just things you need. So I want to classify like, you know, there are things that you need in life to survive, like food, water, shelter, right? Those are completely separate. And they don't form part of your identity. But when you start to get into the topic of like, what sort of shelter do you have? Do you have a fancy McMansion, right? Do you have a tiny house? Like all of these turn into identity pieces. And yes, they can be tied to your values, of course. But what I want you to and, and how you spend your money is certainly tied to your values. But I would I want you to start thinking about this podcast is where do you where is your boundary here with this stuff? Where is your boundary between you and the material possessions you own? Or are those things part of your identity? And how are how is that serving you? How are those things that have become enmeshed in you, the material things? I have a little gauge I use when I'm buying things to understand if I'm buying it because I think it's serving some sort of enmeshment story I have (laughs) in order to feel a certain way. But I ask myself, you know, am I buying this because I need it, right? Am I buying this because I need to have food to to eat or, you know, something to drink? Or am I buying this because I want to feel a certain way about myself, right? The second piece, the feeling thing, that's where we're getting these things enmeshed and woven into our feelings and our bodies. And we're trying to use these external things that are clearly outside of us to make us feel better internally. And (laughs) y'all, just like it doesn't work. You You can't weave these physical products into you, right? It's like literally impossible. What's going to help you feel better are working on your beliefs about yourself, becoming more confident, feeling more empowered, right? Which is all work I do with my clients and my coaching is helping people with feeling like they're worthy, feeling like they're enough back to the way they probably felt when they were born that just being alive, right? That was enough. And you didn't need to have buy all this stuff to somehow feel better. And we all know it doesn't actually make us feel better. But yes, we do need to buy things that we need. And yes, I do actually buy things I don't need, right? (laughs) Spoiler alert. Um, That, you know, what I have come to with this is I buy them for fun. And if I'm buying them for fun, that's where my boundary is, then I'm okay with that. Now, if I'm buying it to make myself feel better, I'm buying it because I feel shitty about myself, I'm buying it because I think I should, that's where I need to put the brakes on. That's where you need to create a boundary with yourself. You will end up wasting so, and I, I mean this with all love, okay? So like 
everyone does things like this. Even I do it from time to time, even though I've been working on this stuff for like 15 years. So, but you know, if you're buying something to make yourself feel better, have compassion for yourself. Know that it's totally fine too. Like you're just like 99.9% of the people that live in this country. That's how we've been trained. There's no problem. What I'm seeking to do with my work with women is to help them feel more confident, to lead a more empowered life, to lead a more expansive life, because I think that will help them be their authentic self, be able to share their gifts with the world, and will make this world a better place. That is my overall vision, my big why, and why I think having a boundary around physical things is so important. So there's no problem with buying things, right? Because they make you feel a certain way. I just want to make sure the feeling that you're getting from them is one that is the sort of behavior you want to be around, right? Going back to the definition of a boundary. A boundary is a choice about what sort of behavior you want to be around. Coming to your own behavior here with material things. Do you want to be around your behavior where you're buying things to make you feel better, which you know aren't going to actually make you feel better? And for me, I I like to say, like, I'm okay with, I'm not okay with that. You know, I don't want to be around that. I'd rather not, quote unquote, spend my money on that stuff. I'd rather spend my money on things more in alignment with me, right? That that feel like if I'm going to buy something for a feeling, I want that feeling to be fun. I want that feeling to be vibrant. I want that feeling to be expansive, right? Something that feels not that I'm needing something to make me feel more worthy, if that makes sense. That's where my boundary is there. But what I want you to do is think about where is your boundary with material things and start to question, am I buying this because I need it? Or am I buying it because I want to feel more worthy, more lovable, okay? And start to recognize that, Material things cannot make you feel better. I wish they could. <laughs> I wish it was that easy, but you literally can't take that, you know, Gucci sweater you just bought and weave it into your emotions and that's suddenly going to make you feel better. It is simply not. It, the material world doesn't work that way. So we have to work on the internal, the internal blocks, the internal beliefs to make you feel better. When you start to feel better about yourself, you'll just start to have better boundaries around this stuff because you won't be needing that sort of behavior anymore. That sort of behavior is going to go off to the side, start to just fade off into the sunset. Some other boundaries I have around material things, which might be helpful for you, is if I'm buying it out of FOMO, that's like a red flag. I always check in with my FOMO. <laughs> like I'm like, hmm, I don't like how I'm being marketed to here right? I don't like this experience. And another thing I like to do, especially with anything where I'm spending over a certain dollar amount, you guys know I'm really big on making lists and having clear definitions of what you desire in your life. So of course, I have lists around when I buy and when I don't buy uh, things. And I always like to wait 24 hours if it's it's a bigger type purchase over a certain dollar amount. So I can really sit with and figure out like, why am I buying this? What do I actually need this? Because the need thing I think is really interesting. You know, my other definition of boundaries, if you've listened to episode 12, is not just, you know, a boundary is a choice about what sort of behavior you want to be around, but also that a boundary comes from loving yourself. And in that episode about loving the other person, but here I'm going to say loving the thing. So a boundary is also about loving yourself and loving the thing. And so for me, you know, I do feel like things have have certain energies to them because they come from, you know, organic things on this earth, right? And I and I do think that we can also put energies in things, right? We can also give our power away to things. 
And in, and I want to respect and love myself when I buy something, right? I'm doing it from a place of love for myself. And I'm doing it from a place of love for that thing. So I'm not just going to buy it and then like never wear it, right? So much of the psychology of buying something comes from the adrenaline high and the dopamine hits we get from right before we buy it. I mean, how many people here have bought classes or courses that they were like really excited to buy? And then as soon as they bought it, it just kind of fell flat and it didn't deliver. You didn't follow through like a lot, right? (laughs) Right. So much of, you know, the chemical reactions happening in our brain all comes from the before sale process. And if that's what you're looking for, like you like that high, I always say like pretend like buying things. Your brain really doesn't know the difference. So you could even imagine that you bought something really fabulous and you'll be able to get like a similar high from it, but you won't have spent the money and you won't have the material thing to take care of. Things take up space. So many people I know have too many things and then they keep bringing more things in because they, they want to feel a certain way. And of course, that's just like a bottomless pit because you can't fill feelings with things. You have to fill feelings with feelings. <laughs> So, and yeah, they just end up with too many things. And that's not respectful to the things. And it's not respectful to you. It's not respectful to your space. So every time you're thinking about how to engage with something materially, I want you to be like, is this out of respect for me? And is it also out of respect for the thing? That makes it really easy, again, to start creating this boundary and space between things, which are clearly outside of you and you. The two do not connect. (laughs) They are not the same. But so often we get confused. We identify with brands. We identify with celebrities. We think that that buying those things or being like that celebrity will somehow make us like them. But that will never be you guys because you are only yourself. You cannot be anybody else. And thank goodness. Okay. Thank goodness that there's so many unique and wonderful individuals on this earth. It is what makes this world such a beautiful place and cherish those parts of you. You don't have to be identifying or enmeshed with brands or celebrities or things. Start to notice where you are. Bring awareness to it and start creating a little literal boundary by deciding what sort of behavior you want to be around. How do you want to show up with things? One. And two, do it from a place of love for yourself and love for the things. When you do it from a place of trying to control yourself or shame yourself, that always fails. Do not do that. Okay. If you're doing this, like I said, have compassion for yourself, have love for yourself. Know that sometimes you're still going to buy things from a, a place of wanting to feel better and all of that is normal. And start to shift and and make one small change this month about starting to create a boundary between you and the physical things around you. And I wanted to bring up cell phones really quick because I've done a lot of boundary work with people and their cell phones and social media and being like, I spend so much time on those things. And like, I want to spend less time. I'm checking my phone all the time, right? Your phone is just another physical thing, but it has become, it's like job is to become enmeshed with you people who designed cell phone apps, number of other things, like they've designed all those things uh, from like they understand brain science, they understand how to enmesh with you. So the first thing I always suggest to people who are looking to use their cell phone less or have better boundaries with their cell phone, 
is, again, to decide what sort of behavior you want to be around. So I always say, like, go research a little bit of the science behind why cell phones can become so enmeshed in our brains. The dopamine hits, like all of the things that they are designed to do, which we are only human. Again, have compassion for yourself, right? These companies have spent billions of dollars trying to get you to do this stuff. They've spent billions of dollars trying to get you to enmesh with their products, right? You're just one person. So one, have some compassion for yourself. But one person is capable of taking their power back too. You have a choice once you become aware of it. And that feels so freaking good. So I like to say, like, decide what sort of behavior you want to be around once you become educated on how cell phones work. I think people have so much shame around how much they use their cell phone or on it. They don't even take the step to like do the research and find out the facts around why it can be so addicting. And then you can decide about what sort of behavior you want to be around. How do you want to be showing up, right? And make it make that decision from a place of love, not shame and control, not because you're judging or blaming yourself. Again, that will fail. I need you to make the choice to use your whatever decision you make around how much time you want to be on your cell phone. There's no right or wrong amount based on doing something because you love yourself. When you come from that place, that's how you're going to be able to actually make a change. And I want you to do it out of love for the cell phone too. Don't you think the cell phone wants to rest sometimes? (laughs) Don't you think it's tired of being picked up all the time? Doesn't it just want to sit there and not be bothered? At least that's what I tell my cell phone. I'm like, I totally get it. And if you guys know anything about me, like I, I understand how the brain is. And so like, I have some rules around my cell phone. I've done some posts on Instagram around this out of all out of love for me and the cell phone. But like, I don't keep my cell phone by my bed. I have an alarm clock, right? That like tweets pretty bird sounds in the morning. And I put my cell phone into a little box a lot of the times and it has like rose crystals in it and stuff like things that I think my cell phone would like, like good vibes. <laughs> and also it's in a box so I can't see it because our brains see things and we're, we're like, oh, I should check this. Like there's so much built into the, the neuroscience, like how addictive cell phones are. And once you know what those things are, then you can create strategies for yourself that work. For me, it was creating a beautiful box with love for the cell phone and love for myself to store the cell phone in when I don't want to be using it so I can't see it. Because when I see it, I get triggered. And in there is like, like I said, a bed of rose crystal or quartz crystals and some other things for the cell phone to enjoy. And that's out of respect for the cell phone and respect for myself. So you can think of some fun strategies like that. Just be creative and keep reminding yourself that you are a separate entity from every single other thing outside of you. And just think about what experience you want to have in your life. Do you want an experience where you feel worthy and lovable just as you are? Do you want an experience where you also love the things outside of yourself just as much as you love yourself, right? Start thinking about what your definitions are here. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will talk to you next week. Thanks. Hey, I am so glad you joined us this week. And as a reminder, this podcast is for general informational purposes only. Please use your guidance and judgment when making any sort of changes to your life that are best for you. Thanks so much. Thank you.